The lineage from Abraham to Moses is very interesting to those who are interested in the elect of God. For there is an elect of God which will be taken by Jesus into heaven when Jesus returns to gather the elect of God from off this present earth. Matthew 24, verse 31. And he, Jesus, shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The elect of God will then be taken into the air to meet Jesus and to meet those who have been resurrected from the dead, those who belong to God and have been raised from the dead, and all will go to the new heaven and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness as is described for us in Revelation 21. For God has created a new heaven and a new earth where we will live in our new spiritual bodies, which Paul describes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, approximately verse 50. For we will not have these same bodies in heaven, for these bodies are subject to pain and to disease. We will have new spiritual bodies in heaven. Jesus is returning to gather the elect of God. The elect of God are those persons who are born again by the will of God. It's not by your own will that you are born again. You're born again because God had mercy on you and chose you and chose to reveal himself to you and change you. And you are changed by God. You are not changed by your own learning. Sometimes after you're born again, you will learn something and will adjust. But basically, that first initial being born again is being changed from the creature you once were to a new creature. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God changes us in the instant that we're born again, and we are not like we were before we were born again. So if this change has occurred in your life, then you're born again if God changed you. If you think that you are born again by going forward and being baptized at church, you are in danger. I did that. When I was 15, I was baptized at church. But I wasn't changed. I didn't have the Spirit of God. I didn't even know I was sinning. I just didn't want to go to hell. So I went forward thinking that if I was baptized, I wouldn't go to hell. At the age of 37, God spoke to me in the night when I was in my bedroom reading a book. God said to me, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, ah, sins? I thought they were mistakes. 
I was born again instantly, changed by God. It's not that I was seeking God at the time. I wasn't. I was going about my own business, fulfilling my own desires and ambitions. When God spoke to me, it was not because of anything I did. It was strictly his will to save me. So he spoke to me and revealed himself to me. August 5th, 1975. After that, I wasn't anything like I was before. I no longer wanted to be around the people I had once been around. I wanted to be around the church people. I wanted to go to church. That's a real important key right there. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to know what God said. And I wanted to do the will of God. Before, I didn't even think about the will of God one way or another. So that's what being born again is. That's what we're talking about on God choosing us, on the elect of God. It's such an interesting story when we see the lineage of those chosen by God from Abraham to Moses. Abraham was the first person chosen by God. Now, Noah found grace in the sight of God. Seth was a child of God. But to be actually chosen by God. So far as the Bible shows us, Abraham was the first one actually chosen by God. And he was chosen to be the father of many nations. Not because Abraham was any better than anyone else around him but because it was the will of God. And God was going to cause Abraham to be a righteous man by revealing information to Abraham. And when Abraham believed God and followed him, as he always did, he was a righteous man because righteousness is of God. Righteousness is simply obeying what God says. And that causes righteousness to be in the person. When the early church surfaced, when God showed Peter that he had called the Gentiles, Peter and the other Jews who were with him at Cornelius' house, they could accept that the Gentiles were of God because There was a very strong sign given by God, and in that case, the Holy Spirit fell on them, and they heard them speaking in tongues. I don't judge that a person is of God because of tongues. I judge that they are of God when I see demonstration that God has spoken to them and they are following him. When they tell me something that shows me that they are following God, I know the Spirit of God is there. Until I see that, I don't have any way of knowing if they're of God or not. Just because they say they're a Christian, that doesn't make them be of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's what it says in Romans 8.14. So I wait until I see a demonstration that God has spoken to them till they tell something that shows me God has spoken to them and they 
are following him. That's when I know that they're of God. That's when I see the elect of God. There was an exterminator who came to our house, and he identified himself immediately as being a Christian. I didn't hear him say anything that was of God. He told me that there was some man in some other state or something that he went out in the summers and they went on did ministry work in different cities. And he started to tell me the cities, the names of the cities that he had been to. I'm not interested in that. I stopped him and I said, well, tell me this. How did God show you to do this ministry work? He couldn't tell me. All the time that he was at my house, he couldn't tell me. See, I don't think he's of God. If you can't tell me something that God has told you, and you followed God because of that, I have a lot of trouble with the subject of your being of God, unless I see a demonstration. Pam Paget, on the other hand, when I asked her to set up the blog... She said she thought she could do it. And then the next time I talked to her, she said she'd set it up. And she said, I I prayed and God just showed me to do something very simple. So I chose something very simple. Well, see, what is this? It's a demonstration that she's following God. Because she said she'd prayed. He showed her what to do. She did it. That showed me the Spirit of God is in this woman. I have many others that did not do that, and they're not with us today. They've gone off someplace else. I had no evidence at all that these others were of God. So this is the difference between the elect of God and the ones who have just joined the church. The elect of God are those who are chosen by God and he reveals something of himself to them and they follow him. The ones who just went forward and, so to speak, received Jesus, which I don't believe at all, I think God chooses us. But those who went forward and say they received Jesus, that doesn't make them the elect of God. That doesn't make them the elect of God at all. I have got to hear that God spoke such and such to them, and because of that, they followed him. Then I listen. Otherwise, I'm warned that they may not be of God. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that many would come in his name saying that he was Christ, and they would deceive many. In the last days, there will be many counterfeit Christians who think they are Christians, I thought I was a Christian when I was baptized in water the first time. Then God caused me to be born again, I don't know, 15 years later, 20 years later. And then I knew I hadn't been a Christian. And when I talked to my friend that morning, my best friend, I said, Oh, Donna, by the way, I don't think I've been a Christian until now. She said, Joni, what did you just say? Come back here, tell me that again. I had told her the right things back when we first met, and she thought I was a Christian. But then about a week before I had this experience of being born again, she said she and her husband began to consider that maybe I wasn't really a Christian. 
Well, they were right. I wasn't. But now I am. So she really was excited. She wanted to hear what God had said to me. This is the way it goes. If you're the elect of God, God is talking to you, and you are following him, and you have concrete examples of this, if you are the elect of God. Look closely at this example of Abraham, Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Look what God said to him. He told him what to do. Get out of your country, from your kindred, from your father's land, and go into a land that I will show thee. Abram didn't know where he was going at the time he left. He just left with Sarah and his nephew Lot and with his servants and with his cattle and sheep and all of his possessions. He gathered them together and left his father's land just as God told him to do. That is righteousness. That's being the elect of God. He heard from God and he did what God said. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And it says that Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. All that Abraham did is believe that it was God who was speaking, and he obeyed what God told him to do. Genesis 15, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. We focus on that word spoken by God to Abraham. Now, at that time, Abraham didn't have any children. And here God is talking about being a great nation. And that seed of Abraham is going to be many people and he will be a father of many nations so abram said lord god what wilt thou give me seeing i go childless and the steward of my house is this eliezer of damascus and abram said behold to me thou hast given no seed and lo one born in my house is mine heir this child of his servant was the one that he thought was going to be the heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Now Sarah, his wife, was barren. They had no children. She could not have children. So how is he going to have a child? Well, first... Sarah gives him her maid so that he can have a child by Hagar. And he does. The child's name is Ishmael. 
But this is not going to be that child of the promise. This is the child of the flesh, not the promise. Let's continue reading for a minute here in Genesis 15. And behold, the word of the Lord came to Abraham, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And God brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward the heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And God said unto him, So shall thy seed be. You are going to have a family greater than the number of the stars in heaven, if you were even able to number the stars. And he, Abram, believed in the Lord, and he, God, counted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 17. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be called Abram any more, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations I have made thee. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee. And thy seed after thee in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Genesis 17, verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son of her, and yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. So at this point, God is promising that a son will be born to him and Sarah. That's the child of the promise. He's already had the child of the flesh, who is Ishmael, who was born of the flesh through Hagar, Sarah's maid. But now God is telling him he's going to have a child of the promise. Verse 17. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, 
Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear a child? Then Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt name his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. So the lineage of the elect of God, the children of God, go through the promised son Isaac, rather than going through the child of the flesh, Ishmael. And then Isaac had two sons of his own by Rebekah. He had Jacob the younger and Esau the elder, and Jacob the younger was going to be the seed of God, the child of God, coming from the child of the promise. Romans chapter 9, the Apostle Paul talks about the elect of God. He talks about the child of the promise and the child of the flesh. Verse 10, and not only this, but when Rebekah had also conceived by one, even our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Even before the children were born, God loved Jacob and hated Esau. This is a great mystery. We Except by faith that there is an elect of God. And I've already told you how we recognize those who are the elect of God. They are the ones who hear from God directly and believe it is God speaking to them and do what God says. And when they tell us those stories, we know they are the elect of God. But if they just tell us they're a Christian, we don't know whether they're the elect of God or not. If they tell us they went forward and received Jesus, we don't know if they're the elect of God or not. We see in the Bible not that we chose him, but he chose us. But we know for sure if he speaks to us and we obey him, then we are the elect of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. In Genesis 26, God is going to speak to Isaac. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Pharisees. And the Lord appeared unto him, to Isaac, and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed 
I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my law. So we see that now God has added Isaac to the elect of God because he spoke to Isaac and Isaac did what God said. Thus the righteousness goes through Isaac and Abraham both. It's now we have Abraham and Isaac who are the elect of God. Genesis 26, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I used to study that scripture as a young Christian. I could see if you stayed where God put you, you were going to be blessed by God. I wanted to marry. God did not allow that to happen. He had another call on my life. I was going to exhort the church. I have to sow in the land where he put me. Now, what is the land that God has given me? Well, he gave me the land of radio, blog, books, podcast, and Twitter. And I sow in that land. What is the land that God has given you? Well, for sure, if you're married, you, you've got a land right there in front of you. There may be other things you also do that God has given you. But you have to answer that between you and God. Verse 13 of Genesis 26. And the man Isaac waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. He sowed in the land where God placed him. And that land was the land of Canaan. For Isaac had possession of flocks and possession of herds, and a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied Isaac. Genesis 26, God's going to reveal himself again to Isaac. And he, Isaac, went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. See, it's the exact pattern. The exact same pattern with Abraham was with Isaac, is with going to be with Jacob, and with us today. God speaks to us. We believe it is God, therefore we do what God has said to us. That is the elect of God. That's the lineage of God. Genesis 26, verse 25. And he, Isaac, builded an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. 
and there Isaac's servants digged a well. Isaac had two sons. Esau was the eldest, Jacob was the younger. Which one is going to be the lineage of God? Well, we know from Romans 9, God said before the children were even born, he loved Jacob and hated Esau. So Jacob, the son of Isaac, is the elect chosen by God. God named Jacob Israel, and through Jacob will come the twelve tribes of Israel. I think the following is such an interesting story because Esau, whom God hated, married a daughter of Canaan. And this woman greatly grieved Isaac and Rebekah. And Rebekah said, if Jacob should marry a daughter of Canaan, that she didn't think she could stand it. So they sent Jacob away from Canaan, and they sent him to Rebekah's own people to choose a wife among their people. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set, and he took the stones of that place and he put them for his pillow, and he lay down in that place to sleep. God is going to speak to him through a dream. And he dreamed, and behold, the ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, Now this is the first time that we have a record of God speaking to Jacob. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed. This is the lineage of God. First Abraham, then Isaac, the child of the promise, then Isaac's second son, Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We have the lineage of God coming forth. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, says God, to Jacob. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. See, God has just revealed himself to Jacob. First he revealed himself to Abraham. Then he revealed himself to Isaac by speaking to Isaac. Now he has revealed himself to Jacob. So the lineage of God, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, is coming forth. We are the same. God speaks to us. We obey him.
Genesis chapter 35, verse 9, God's going to appear again to Jacob. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. Abraham, Isaac, now Jacob, who is Israel. Jacob has 12 sons, and one of those sons is going to be the lineage of God, and that son is Joseph. So we are going to have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Joseph, Jacob being Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel, and Joseph is going to be the one that God sends into Egypt to save the nation of Israel. Listen to this next section of scripture because it's so interesting. Genesis 37, verse 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan, which was given to him by God. Verse 2. Now listen to this carefully. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flocks with his brethren. See, it's Joseph who's named. And the lad was with the sons of Billah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, and they could not speak peaceably unto him. Now we have four generations of the elect of God. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who is renamed Israel, and Joseph. Abraham, Isaac, Israel, Joseph. Four generations. Genesis 46. There is a famine in the land. Joseph has been sold into bondage. His father thinks that he has been killed by a wild animal because what his brothers did is put him in a pit, take his coat of many colors, dip it in the blood of a wild animal, and take it back to his father. And his father thinks Joseph is dead. But Joseph is not dead because they had planned to kill Joseph. Reuben didn't want to kill Joseph. But they had planned to kill Joseph, the brothers. But they looked up and saw a tribe coming across the desert. And they said, instead of killing Joseph, that doesn't bring us any profit. Why don't we sell him into slavery? So they sold 
Joseph into slavery. Joseph was 17 years old at the time his brother sold him into slavery. And the ones who bought him took him down to Egypt. Now what's going to happen in Egypt? God is going to give him some spiritual gifts. He's going to be able to interpret dreams. And everything he does is going to prosper. Well, when the Egyptians see that God is blessing this 17-year-old kid, they put him in charge of everything because God is giving him wisdom. Now a famine hits the land. Jacob and all of Joseph's brothers are affected by the famine in Canaan. So Genesis 46, Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the Lord God of his father Isaac. And God spoke unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, Here I am. And God said to him, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. There were about 70 of them at the time they went into Egypt, and when God brought them out 400 years later, there were 600,000 men plus children and women. So they were 70 when they went down into Egypt. God said he would make of them a great nation. 600,000 men came out of Egypt at the time Moses was used to deliver them. 70 to 600,000. So God says to Jacob, Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will make there of thee a great nation, and I will go down with thee into Egypt, says God. As long as God is with us, what difference does anything make? And I will also surely bring thee up again. He's prophesying. God is telling him what's going to happen in the future. They will go down into Egypt, but at some point, his ancestors will be brought out of Egypt. And then he tells them, And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father and their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. Pharaoh sent wagons to bring Jacob back because he had put Joseph second in command only under himself because Joseph interpreted dreams and gave him wisdom concerning his famine. The dreams were from God, so God was exalting Joseph. Joseph, who was brought down at 17 years old as a slave, ended up being in charge of the whole land of Egypt and caring for the whole land of Egypt because God gave him dreams to show him what to do. And Pharaoh saw that wisdom and he said, you're the one that I will make second in command only to me. You will be in charge of Egypt. So now his father and the 11 brothers are en route down into Egypt. And they took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all his seed with him. And Joseph is the one who's the ruler over Egypt. 
because of God. Joseph is the elect of God, so now we have the ancestry being Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Those are the four that God has revealed himself to, and they follow God. They are the elect of God. We are the elect of God also when we hear from God and believe it's God and follow him. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.